Hello, this is I'm Woke and Tired. I am Chelsea. I'm Miranda. And today we're going to talk about Obama. The good, the bad, and the look away shit, as I like to call it. Um, I guess we'll start, I guess, with the good. Yeah. I that's, it's always good to start positive. Start positive and go negative. Uh, he did, he was in office when LGBT marriage, or at least same-sex marriage, was legalized. So I guess there's that. That's like the one thing about Obama. I'm like, sure. Sure. I mean, yeah, I guess good for picking justice that we're not going to screw over gay people. Um, one on. But the thing is, I feel like and why we'll probably have nothing that's great from Obama because all the good. Yes, they're good in some ways, but there's an underlying thing that makes it uh, not great. Mm-hmm. And even with that, it's that it took him forever to get there to even support gay marriage. Like he was like one of the really last politicians to really jump on that train. And thank you for jumping on it. Like, love it. We love to see it. Um, but it took him a while to get there. But to be fair to Obama, I think he's one of the few people who genuinely did feel that way. Because I really hate that there were some people in politics who knew that they should really help gay people out and just decided not to because mm-hmm. it wasn't political feasible. But I actually genuinely do think he had to wrestle with that with himself. Yeah. And I can honestly respect that more of having to deal with that especially being raised in a more religious household i it's rough to get out under that because people yeah. really push that g- <laughs> being gay is wrong in the church so but yeah okay that i also kind of miss the memes being able to just be like thanks obama for like anything that ever went wrong you know yeah when I joe biden was just like oh i used to love joe biden and obama memes yeah. that was like my favorite pastime <laughs> and now i can't look at them because it makes me mad they made friendship bracelets chelsea exactly and now now i'm like we're here we're here with the joe biden is our nominee but whatever <laughs> yeah i think that definitely is a good thing like that will always be something that obama can be like i was a part of and i think fine mm-hmm. you can say that i think another thing even though we don't know the impact it really will have on education getting rid of no child left behind there is that is but no, we'll see if Essa is honestly better, but No Child Left Behind was horrific. Like, that was that was probably one of the worst uh, I legislation mean, about education in a while. I could probably do a whole episode on education. That's my minor. That's something I, like, actually study and look into and have a lot of opinions on. Um, and I don't like the state of education in the United States, and I think there needs yeah. to be some, like, basically just redoing it. Like, completely erasing education as it is right now. And building from scratch. So I'm not a fan of his education policy. I also wasn't a fan of Bernie's educational like yeah. plans and stuff, honestly. But that's a whole other Yeah, education thing. is just like, people just don't know what to do with it. And I'm like, I actually wrote a paper, because I was comparing, is Essa better than No Child Left Behind? And then I said yes, but also I was like, barely. Like, it does fix certain parts of what was bad about No Child Left Behind, but also still leaves parts in place right like it still doesn't um deal with systematic like uh, mm-hmm. oppression and racism in the system it still doesn't it doesn't address that at all i mean to be fair educational policy and like i guess culture around education is what like was like the final turning point for me to become like anti-capitalist <laughs> but again that's a whole other podcast that i could i could we go on about will, for an hour we'll probably rant about po- education policy oh, that'd be like point. the one politic one podcast i would like be the one to like actually like say stuff <laughs> And have the information. Uh, hopefully, she uploads the podcast before that's supposed to be. I'm doing that tonight. Okay. But she she takes control on that podcast, everyone. <laughs> that was funny. I think overall, yes, in some ways, hopefully it's an improvement. I think in some states it will be an improvement because they do have somewhat some control over it more. But in some states, it will just be a hot mess again. Like, do I mm-hmm. expect it to really be better in Tennessee under ESSA? No. No, I do not, because they do not want to fund education. They, I mean, it's still, oh, the amount of racism in, like, the education system in Tennessee is so obvious in Knoxville alone, right? Mm -hmm. So, do I expect it to be amazing for everything? No, but I thought it was an improvement, so I I made it under good. At least he got rid of, that was just really bad. Like, we had to get rid of No Child. Oh, yeah, no, that was, oof. (laughs) I look at that, I'm like, why did they think that was a good idea? (laughs) That was so bad. But now I'm excited about the education podcast. Let's do that next. (laughs) (laughs) We probably will do that very soon because I will get Miranda excited. Okay, so another thing I thought was a really good thing was the Iran nuclear deal. Thought that was... It's not relevant anymore, but yeah. 
I know. Half the stuff <laughs> but is it, not but it was it was a good thing at the time. It was very good. Uh, was it perfect? I there's nothing perfect, and I think mm. being a leftist, people think like, oh, they're never satisfied with anything. But people, a lot of leftists were actually very satisfied with the Iran deal. Oh they no, like, I was satisfied with that. No one thought it was perfect, but everyone was like, okay, so we're not going to war with someone else. Thank God. Like yeah. you know, like that was the win the left really saw. I feel that. like that's also a thing with I guess just like foreign policy. I feel like people always like, expect like. A perfect solution that just doesn't exist. It doesn't exist because, especially when you're dealing with another state that, and honestly, what is and what isn't a democracy, we could debate about, but what even is not even trying to, like, put a facade of democracy. Mm -hmm. And it is hard to come with a perfect deal because you always have to think about when the democracy, like, the side that is a democracy has to do with, like, oh, or the propaganda, we have to spread democracy and all that. But also even the the side that isn't a democracy, they have to deal with the fact that what if the military doesn't support what they're doing? Then they're going to be killed or there could be like some kind of coup or something. Mm -hmm. And they have to deal with whether the people will support it. Because even though I think it's an interesting relationship with the people and a dictator, honestly, because I think that's an interesting conversation. It's not completely removed as people think. No, an authoritarian leader is so scared that the people will rise up and kill them. Mm -hmm. So interesting thing about that so i definitely think foreign policy is so complex and yeah there's nothing can really ever be perfect with that but i thought that deal was great so sad it's gone <laughs> will we go to <laughs> war with iran uh hopefully not but maybe um <laughs> in the future um but maybe they can get it back but honestly i don't think that deal is coming, coming back, back anytime soon no i don't think iran would do it again I after mean, what we did yeah because now they're gonna see that it can just be it's ripped so away I think the only thing that could guarantee will be that we would have to guarantee it's like Congress would pass something. Cause then it's but like, it's also like, that doesn't mean it's like easier. Like it's not easier, like still easy to rip it up, but it's harder. Cause the thing was, it was just an executive thing that Obama did. Yeah. So like there was what, no one could do anything about I it. I mean, cause like Iran doesn't want to be like the next Vietnam. They don't want to be in this Libya. That's yeah, they the also one. don't want to be that either. <laughs> they just don't want to be involved with the vote. United States military in any yeah. way. Which, no one can blame anybody for that. I don't want to be involved with the United States military, and I live here. Yeah. Dude, I feel like every authoritarian leader is terrified of being the next Gaddafi. Like, terrified. Do you remember the way he died? Mm -hmm. He died by, like, people, like, just stabbing his ass, like, in the street. <laughs> like, what? That's a terrible way to die. Like, no one wants to die that way. No. People are terrified that, that they're going that way, and... They don't want to deal with the U.S. because the mm -hmm. U.S. would definitely support a coup against them. Oh, so. we love supporting coups. <laughs> we love it. I hate to see it, but it's fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was great. 10 out of 10 on that one, actually. But, I mean, the bad things was it's just like he didn't. Uh, that was mostly good and almost great, but it was just like he really didn't sell that to people. So then yeah. that's why it made it so easy for Trump to really take that away. So the Paris Climate Agreement was pretty great that we were a part of that. No, that was good. I will say that was good. Yeah, I thought, good job. But now we're like... <laughs> Not even in it. <laughs> it's fine. And going low-key the opposite And that's direction. the thing, though, with, like, with any executive order. They're good at the time, but I feel like a lot of people just don't realize they're temporary. Yeah. Because an executive order, once that person is out of office, unless there's, like, massive public support for it and public knowledge of what exactly was going on, the next person can very easily just take it away. Yeah. To be fair, though, up until now, and which is why Iran probably got into the deal and why all the countries thought the U.S. would really stick to this Paris climate agreement, one, everyone thought Hillary would win, so that was bad, but two foreign policy and we'll get to with obama doesn't really change right no. most of them do continue to do the same shit as the previous person and not that trump has in many ways but normally people don't just really rip up agreements like that mm -hmm. like it was insane that he did it. everyone was really shocked because most presidents mostly honor the agreements if they can try to get it out they'll do it in a less like public way than trump did it and won't announce it on Twitter, you know? Well, Trump isn't a politician. I mean, yeah, but... And that's the main thing. Exactly. So, I definitely think, from here on out, when people make deals with the U.S., they're going to be like, well, Trump 
tore up that agreement over there. I think it just it really shows how like fragile a lot of these things are no, in the United States. And I feel like the US has always put up this image of, you know, we're strong. We are like kind of like moral good in the world. We're here to help. And we've mm-hmm. done that since like the Marshall Plan, really. Yeah. Um and currently it's one of those things where the rest of the world and a lot of Americans who had kind of bought into this idea of like American exceptionalism mm-hmm. are starting to see that that's not true. Not well, true it's never been true. Um, but that's a whole other topic. Um, and that it hasn't been true for decades. Like that's, that's, ne- that's just straight up never been true. I think, but there's a there was a time where like I could see why people truly believed that. Uh, no, I knew why people believed it. I, as a historian, who's like really looked into that period, I'm like, this is all bullshit. And again, that's a different topic yeah. for a podcast. But at least um, like I don't see how people think that now, just on the basis of one. We're not even the number one superpower anymore. Mm-mm. That's what it's kind of crazy. That's what I'm saying. At one point, it's I could American see. American exceptionalism. Like, I could see why. Like, after World War II, you're like, everyone's just shit. You and Russia are kind of the only ones that have moderately, <laughs> like, good I- economies anymore. So yeah. I can see why. Like, I don't agree, but I can see why you think that. Mm-hmm. But do, do you not see China over there? <laughs> do you not see India over there? One, their populations itself are way larger than, than ours two do their economies like at least china's okay but that's just racism if we're being honest <laughs> yeah like no 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 ser- like <laughs> no, that, it, it is, is as simple <laughs> as that that's just racism i i don't understand why people yeah that's also another discussion. americans will never be able to deal with the fact that specifically non-white nations could ever be economically stronger than us i'm not even gonna say better because i don't really like the whole like better worse thing of like economically like stronger than we are and they they definitely are at least right now they are yeah at Um, at this current time which it's constantly changing exactly so yeah like those were and i think this would be like the last um really big good thing i think because it actually goes to other good things I will say he, in some ways, dealt with the recession better, right? Like, if George Bush had been the president, like, or even McCain, right, had been the president when Obama was, that would have gone a lot worse. And because they wouldn't have put a stimulus package together, they probably Mm -hmm. would have let Americans die of hunger. Like, they wouldn't have cared, right? So that was a, a good thing. That he did that, and he helped try to save jobs in the auto industry, but there's some bad within that, which is why him saving the economy, quote-unquote, is good, (laughs) but how he did it, horrific. Yeah. And we'll talk about in the bad, but at least he tried to save it. He, in some ways, gave a stimulus package that kept us from ruin, Mm -hmm. or at least really kept the banks... This package saved yeah. industries, banks, but it didn't really help American people. Mm-hmm. So then it just left people in foreclosure with their houses. That's always fun. Yeah, losing jobs. That's what happened. <laughs> but yeah. That's all I have for good. Do you have anything else that be good? No. Dead. I No, but like I've never been an Obama fan. I mean, I had to look this stuff up too. What are you <laughs> talking about? No, I feel like, because we even disagree on, like, the educational part, which, of course, we don't necessarily know. Um, I mean, yeah, it also was just put into place It wasn't that long two ago. Two years ago, and then now COVID, so most people hadn't even put their plans into place. So yeah. we actually won't fully know how good it is until, My like, prediction is it's not. I mean, I know it's not. <laughs> I just said it was better than no child left behind. <laughs> okay, but that's a very low bar. I mean, yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to come up with some good. <laughs> Like, I was trying, okay? I love how for once I'm the pessimist in the situation. No, I know it's going to be bad overall, but I'm just saying, like, mm, if certain people get in control of certain education boards and certain progressives, Mm -hmm. more progressives are trying to in certain states, it could be okay. But that's it. If people just continue, because also, even with, like, ESSA, it gives states a lot more control. 
but that could be bad also yeah. right states can take can mess up their education systems themselves mm. right so it just gives more opportunity for yeah. maybe there's possibility of good but that's it like possibility of good <laughs> but not which is what i argued in the paper i was just like wow i'm supposed to argue that this is better and it's slightly better but yeah it's still a shitty plan i people i think if we get to the education part i feel like that's the most radical i am is in the realm of education especially in like the american even like in other contexts but especially in american context yeah um okay that's good <laughs> the bad foreign policy Minus your on deal. Be a little bit more. Um, well, I guess it's kind of foreign policy, but not really. But really looking at immigration where, you know, the conservative talk about more like, oh, yeah, Trump put kids in cages. And then the conservative talk about Obama did the same thing. And I'm like, yeah, I know that it was bad then, too. <laughs> um, I just. But yeah, because. Same thing with, like, his immigration policy. Up until, like, DACA. That was one of my least favorite things about Obama. And part of that has to do with, like, immigration reform in the United States. Not even just immigration reform, but a complete upheaval of homeland security and how we deal with immigration in the United States. It just, it needs completely redone. Not even reform, just redone. Um, and B- Obama didn't do anything for that, really. Minus DACA. And DACA again was one of those like very fragile things that thankfully has, it was saved recently it was saved recently but also kind of still not. was it's still rocky like we still don't really know yeah it's still cuz apparently it's only because they i think Roberts even sided with the other justice was that yeah. there i think it was that the Trump administration's argument was shit so pretty much saying if you had come mm-hmm. up with a better reason it would have stayed gone yeah so that's all he has to do is come up with a better reason exactly so yeah it's still wow so you put some of the stuff i was gonna put in bad (laughs) and i put in look away shit (laughs) but i agree so the deportations oh so so many deportations under obama at least okay this is definitely a min number it's 2.5 million this is the min right like that's not even like we all know it's more than that number and it's just so bad because um, I had facts, but I did not bring the paper, but it was something like 41 to 50% mm-hmm. of the people that ICE had, um, put in their custody in California yeah. had never committed, um, a crime, like, and even the people who committed a crime, maybe it was like they had a DUI, maybe mm-hmm. they ran a stoplight, right? Like small things like that. That doesn't necessarily mean you're a danger to society. It just means you made a mistake, right? And that's it. But he was going after families and a lot of people like that. And that was the problem people have with it. It's like you're not targeting the quote-unquote criminals. That's because you would get pretty much no one. Exactly. Because most people are like... Most people aren't just like hardcore criminals. (laughs) Most people are not. And also that there have been studies to show that um, immigrants actually are more productive or the neighborhoods that are have immigrants in there are safer mm-hmm. so it's like calm down people well here's the thing i feel like people just don't use logic no. when any little thing you do could mean you getting kicked out of your home and out of the country that you live in and your family lives in you're not going to commit any crimes if you can help it yeah you're gonna try your hardest like to be a quote-unquote good citizen citizen which Wow, who has not run a stoplight in this world? Like, you know what I mean? Like, who has not just like done a rolling stop through a stop sign? I mean, stuff as simple as that. I have not. I can say that proudly. You've been driving for like a week, <laughs> but I'm still going strong. <laughs> um, but yeah, exactly. Like most people have. My mom has plenty of times, and I'm like, Mom, mm-hmm. do a complete stop, and she's like, Not no. in this country. <laughs> <laughs> um, but exactly. So. That was something that's big. Also, like you mentioned, the kids in cages was like part of my look away shit. It's so bad that he did that. And although, yes, the caveat wasn't about Trump, blah, blah, blah. But it was still bad that you did that, right? It's so bad that they were in custody for a huge part. 
like swath of time yeah and were not either with their parents or they could have been released into custody of someone else they did not have to be in a facility with you that did mm-hmm. not have to be the case and you know it so that's still bad that you did that um, i guess that's not technically foreign policy but i always kind of look at immigration as a form of foreign policy it can be like i think especially do it both yeah it, it does both especially that because our relationships with Central and South American countries are, like, always tenuous at best. That's also one of my biggest critiques of Julian Castro when he was running. I don't... He was, like, in a Warren progressive type person. That was my biggest critique of him is, like, his policy with, like, Central and South America. I mean, it makes sense because Warren sucks on foreign, foreign no, policy because well. he called it, like, a new Marshall Plan. And I'm a huge critic of the Marshall Plan. Um, one of the few people that's a huge critic of the Marshall Plan. Um, and I was like, I don't like that phrasing. I don't like this idealized version of America foreign policy, and I don't like the policy itself, but that's not Obama, so. Though he was uh, under Obama. Yeah, which. Basically. <laughs> basically, let's be honest. Especially um, with what he was in charge of, urban. Was it? Exactly. Urban development or something, I don't remember the office name. I think it was uh, housing, urban. That one is. So it's like HUD. HUD. the short name for it, yeah. Exactly, so that was a problem. I think something that's actually really bad that it's honestly not talked about anymore, which is kind of crazy, um, it's been brought up every once in a while with Trump, but people don't remember that Obama also went after whistleblowers, right? Yeah, he did. Aggressively, even after he campaigned and saying, I will not go after whistleblowers. I respect them doing that because if they really feel like they cannot go through channels and they release it to the public, then that's good. Then it's good they're doing that because a government needs to be held accountable, right? He didn't believe that at all. The U.S. Oh. hates whistleblowers. They always have. Yeah, where's Edward Snowden right now? <laughs> Not in America. <laughs> <laughs> and what's crazy is he does not even, his argument is really that he would come back to face trial in the U.S. He doesn't, that's not why he's in Russia right now. It's that they won't let him use a defense that would actually help mm-hmm. him, like, so, like, the evidence that he was so like, oh, no, the government's doing this, this is why I need to, why I need to release it, they're breaking the law, they're breaking the Constitution. He would not be able to present that argument in court. So they would really just be able to lock him up and he wouldn't be able to really put up a good defense. And that's his problem. He's like, no, if you'll let me present a real argument to why I did what I did, yeah. I'll come back and face trial. And if I get put in prison, okay. <laughs> but you're not going to let me do that, so I'm not coming back. Yeah, and no. that's crazy that he's literally in a Russia. Who wants to be in Russia? Like, let's be honest here. <laughs> no one. But to be fair, he didn't want to really be in Russia. He wanted to be in Cuba, which, same. Valid. But now, actually, that's interesting that he wanted to go to Cuba because it would have been bad because in Cuba and U.S. actually made up a little bit. So That's probably why he's not in Cuba. Um, yeah. But also, he couldn't. Like, there was flying to Cuba would have been really hard because the mm-hmm. U.S. was tracking the flights and they would have gotten him. So he really couldn't leave Russia <laughs> anymore. So he was, like, stuck in that country. And then I bet Putin was like, you want to fuck over the U.S.? Yeah. Cool. Stay here. Right? So, but yeah, like, go- why... Did you not pardon Snowden? Why are were you still going after this man when you know what he did was right? Because another bad thing, yeah. why was Obama letting people spy on American citizens? <laughs> like, that is terrible. But also, I remember everyone finding that out and being really shocked. And I was like, one. We've been doing not- that for since 9-11. Yeah, that wasn't shocking. I was really shocked that people were shocked. <laughs> I thought we had all just accepted it. Mind you, I was only like, like I don't know, like in my early teens and i knew like in eighth grade yeah and i knew that of course they were (laughs) so i was kind of shocked that people didn't know that but but it's still bad that he was fine and he could have ended that he could have ended the patriot act but he decided to get it reauthorized in congress what that was our moment to get rid of that and now it's probably always going to be a part of it no we're always going to have that now exactly it's never going away that was the moment obama you could have fixed this um, and another bad thing, it's just, as we said, that, okay, he saved the economy, kind of. The bad thing is that the stimulus package that he we actually needed for the economy, he cut in half, pretty much. Yeah. So, he actually undercutted what it was even supposed to be, which was terrible for a lot of businesses, especially small businesses. And the problem also is that when they were, like, bailing out, like, um, all the banks and like people who had um, owned houses, whatever, and they mm-hmm. had that agreement. He then put all the costs on the government and homeowners instead mm-hmm. of putting on the banks, which was terrible. Because how can homeowners afford it? They've probably lost their jobs. They're probably not getting paid as much now. 
and you expect them to take on the cost. How is that going to work out? And of course, it didn't. A lot of people foreclosed. A lot of people lost their homes. That was a really bad time. A lot of people were homeless across the country. I mean, if you're in LA, you could still be homeless, honestly. Oh, but LA. But ev- like, it was everywhere, right? And I remember actually, my mom almost lost the house multiple times during that time. So, why would you do that? And it's just insane because, and I think. I genuinely, and I think this is why I'm so hard on Elizabeth Warren mm-hmm. and Obama, is that they could have been so much better. In so many s- situations, they chose to be shitty. He could have been, and I hate when leftists use like FDR, what a terrible human being. But Ooh, FDR, oh Lord. But he could have been even better than that, right? Because without all the problematic racist shit, right? Like he could have been offered a, a, like a, n- a new deal that actually would have helped right that was the moment to do it okay but like oh the new deal i mean the new deal was good in a lot of ways but also um you want to know why waitresses are allowed to be paid like 219 an hour the new deal. Yeah. because fdr had to get the south on board and most service workers were black and so it was yeah. basically a way for the south to remain racist exactly fun fact that's why you waitresses don't pay shit that's why i didn't get paid shit when i was waitress yeah I wrote a paper actually about that one time that that was a crap. And my professor was like, did you read this book? And I was like, yeah, that's how I know that. I forgot what book it was, but <laughs> yeah. I When I found that out, I was like, <sighs> but yeah, so, but without all the racist parts, that's what we, <laughs> Obama could have been. But I mean, there's still some racist shit in Obama's administration. Yes. So I told you shit at part one, part two. You thought I was kidding. But no, yeah. Also, he had his racial issues. Also, he was, in some ways, pretty elitist. But, okay. We love elitism. <laughs> but that's something else. But, exactly. It just wasn't enough for people. And people really struggled during this time. And Obama did not do enough. At all. So, when sometimes people in the Midwest would be like, Obama didn't care about me and they voted for Trump. I actually bought that. Now, is that the swath of Trump supporters? No. Mm-mm. But... When you meet those Midwest people who said Obama didn't help me, I'm okay that they voted for Trump. I mean, I it's also, it, like, certain rural Southerners did the same thing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are just conservative to the core, but there's also plenty where, like, who really, I think were, like, more raised like me and, like, more apolitical. Yeah. And it's one of those things where they think Trump will help them because Obama didn't and Bush didn't and all these people kind of yeah. just did the status quo elitist shit. And finally, they think they see someone who's not doing that. Which was, we can talk about this another time, which is crazy because I was Because we got, like, a whole new voting pool with Trump. Exactly. Of, like, poor white people. I, which I thought was kind of crazy. And also, maybe they didn't know much about Trump, but everyone's like, so you expect a billionaire, supposedly. We actually don't know if he's a billionaire. I don't mm-hmm. think he's a billionaire, but I, I still think either. he's, like, super rich, but whatever. I guess it doesn't matter at that point. You expect a billionaire to come and save you. I mean, that's also, I guess when I say, like, poor white people, it's really, like, uneducated and poor white people. No, but and that's what part of the big things, like, the uneducated part where, again, like, yeah, the logic and the connectivity of the docs aren't there. You're just taking what you're hearing and yeah. taking that just, like, face value. But some people, like, they fully knew his wealth. And thought that was a good thing, though. Oh, yeah, no, that was the conflicting thing that I thought. So you expect this rich person to come and save you, but you think rich people are screwing you over, but you expect this one to be the one that doesn't screw you over. What? But that was why I was always kind of confused with that logic. So I was like, that you expect that billionaire to come save you? Well, it's the rags to riches story, except Trump didn't come from rags. Um, Yeah, he was rich to rich. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's just it is a really weird logic yeah. and i think it's this aspect of american culture we have a hard time getting over yeah definitely so that's really the main bad stuff i remembered like from my paper. Look away shit. you took some of my look away shit i thought i guess they were not as okay. look away shit as well because I, I think i mean because i mean we're different people have different opinions we're like there are certain things where i'm like that's really bad and one of the things for me was immigration i can also talk about some lgbt stuff that i think is really bad but i will put into look away shit um yeah but like immigration for me was like i've always thought that was one thing obama was bad with minus daca that was one thing he was bad with i think the look away shit and why i put immigration look away shit instead of the bad was because 
it's so bad. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, we're kind of bad. Like, it's maybe really, really bad. bad. And that's why I put in the liquid. Just the extreme in that I think I knew it was bad before, but not until Trump's terrible immigration policy was put into place did I realize, crap, Obama's was really bad Mm -hmm. the only thing trump is doing is continuing what obama did right like he's not really starting something new he's just like making it worse right and so especially because i think there was a law in the books that obama could have tried to like change and he didn't which allowed trump to hold the children separate them yeah that's bad that's a look away shit like why did you allow this to happen because people always think oh every at least the person after me will be like sane and like what has taught you about american that that is true did you not see people elected andrew jackson (laughs) people actually elected ronald reagan into office okay but like most people and that's probably part of the education podcast of like social studies is not prioritized in any school (laughs) in any district and so people straight up don't know this like people just straight up do not know this stuff we never got to reagan really when we did history, we like maybe like, oh yeah, Reagan was a thing that happened, but we don't really talk about the Reagan yeah. administration. We also really don't talk about the Nixon administration. Oh, Nixon! What a like what we a just world. brush over those things. Yeah, I feel like part of the reason we don't talk about Reagan, especially where we're at, is like Reagan is this idealized version of like Republican, conservative America, and we're in East Tennessee, and so of course people here love Reagan. So yeah. we're not going to talk about the bad shit Reagan did. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about the bad shit. Reagan is my least favorite president. Fun fact about oh me. Oh my gosh. I wanted... Okay, so... Well, this is a little rant and tangent. But I actually thought about that when I in bed. I was like, so she thinks Reagan is like her... That's her least favorite president. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man. But to be fair, before this year, Trump was bad. Don't get me wrong. But I fully believe I was like, there have been worse. Like, fact, there have been worse presidents. There have been. But now I'm like... Dude, 120 something thousand people have died. I was like, just he just needs to start a war and he's the worst. Like, do you know <laughs> what I mean? I was just like, no, he he just needs to start a war. And I think he's the worst then. Like, actually, because think yeah, about I think it. if he started a war, he might beat Reagan. But currently, Reagan is still my least favorite president. Because I was like, wow, he really has killed a lot of people because he's stupid. So, no, but okay, we can talk about it in another podcast. But I just thought that was really funny. We should just do like, a podcast about our least favorite presidents. We, we are going to do Because there that. are so many presidents we've talked about. Whew, they're all bad. That we don't like. <laughs> okay, they're all horrific. The least favorites, not just like rank all of them. What if we just did that all like 48 presidents, but like here's where they fall. Yeah, I actually don't know who's the least bad, which is what's so sad. The least um, bad. <laughs> I yeah like, i don't have a favorite president i used to and that's really sad that i no longer do oh no i hate lyndon b johnson he was low-key my favorite but then i i was neutral about lbj until i took a class on the vietnam wars it's so and bad now i hate lyndon i think b. Johnson. what's so sad about like he's also so i think obama could have been an amazing president he had the possibilities so did LBJ. he's too much of an establishment democrat yeah. That's Obama. LBJ is a different story. LBJ could have been... He had the choice to be an amazing president. Like They didn't make that choice. And there, it was just so clear in front of him that... Because I read transcripts about him deciding to double his efforts in Vietnam or not, mm-hmm. right? And you probably have as well. And... He just kept making the wrong yeah, choices. Everyone in that room said, we should go. Besides one lone person was like... Don't go. Don't do it. <laughs> My favorite politician in American history is that one lone person. Beha- he was like, don't do it. It will ruin your American politics. Like, your it domestic politics. It will ruin poli- your career and it will ruin the United States it reputation. Will, and, and just honestly, the United States, period. And it did. Because in that moment, while he's fighting the war in Vietnam, right? At that same moment, what is he also trying to do domestically? War on poverty, right? Yeah. He's trying to do that. This is the moment when... Every other country is all starting to fall in line and thinking we should have a single payer system. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. is the only goddamn one that's not. LBJ was going to do that. Exactly. So, ah, LBJ, why? Why? You could have been the savior. I he was did. convinced. Which part of it had to do with, and I don't like just putting on other people when it comes to LBJ because he did ultimately make the choice. Make the choice. Um, and yeah. that's on him. Exactly. He did not have to do that. And I think he knew he shouldn't have done that, but he still fucking did it. Yeah, um, and I it's really the Vietnam War is just a war of American glory. 
that's again i could do a whole podcast just on vietnam yeah no, no yeah especially yeah because there have been documentaries about like well why did he do this right because yeah everyone now thinks like he, what was he thinking like it's so even in the moment it was people were telling him in his own party don't do it don't mm-hmm. do it and that a part of it is like ultimately like of course he buys into like he definitely buys the american exceptionalism like, thing because of course he's like yeah. he lived through era like like yeah he's gonna he bought that in but also it was the dynamic of like he thought his advisors knew better, right? Yeah. Only one, if only one person, one alone person says no against something, you go with the group because you mm-hmm. need more than one person, right? But like, if you really look into it, the reasons they were having were stupid. No, they were they were they stupid. Were stupid. And you're just like, but he didn't see that that was stupid, and that's what you're just like. And there have been documentaries and like people, because people were really like, why did he do this? And it came down that people were like, do. He was just freaking insecure about his own opinions. And you think, you know what's so crazy about that? Of being so insecure because, mm-hmm. like, he has all these people who he perceives as smarter than him. Guess who's the president who's not? You are. You're yeah. smarter. Somehow you got here and they mm-hmm. did it. They wish they could be you. But they're not. So, yeah, like, he lives, he, I forgot, he leaves, uh, he doesn't even run for another term. No. Um, and he's like, I'm done with politics. And th- which is crazy because he generally used to love Paul. Poli- like he's probably the one that few Phenom politicians. His. Yeah, it ruined him. As well. um, <laughs> like, which valid, but also like fuck one to be yeah. chosen. So he like he leaves like um, politics completely, right? And which is crazy because there've been studied like people have written books about him, whatever. And most people who knew him would said like, no, he actually loved politics. Like some no, he people genuinely get loved it. run down by it. But mm-hmm. when he was in the Senate, he was like, bitch, let me get this shit done. I love it. I love. <laughs> also, he low-key blackmails people, which, okay. Oh, no, he did. He was sh- shady as fuck. <laughs> he was so shady. But also, why is that not the problem I have with him? But <laughs> that, was, that is one of the problems I have with him. <laughs> I love that he was so shady. He was like, God. Like, mm-hmm. he definitely could have been more aggressive with like the Civil Rights Act and whatever. But he definitely got the votes for that. By blackmailing people, like, mm-hmm. bitch, vote for that or not, or I'm going to release some shit on you. And that's valid. So, like, but that's how, like, <laughs> that's why um, JFK couldn't get it done, but LBJ couldn't get it done. He was like, I have shit on you. You better vote for that shit. <laughs> so, but that was, but he was so, like, he actually was good at it and loved it, which is actually an interesting combination that doesn't happen. Because, like, LBJ, he was great with domestic policy. His issue was he was president at the wrong time where foreign policy was key. And I'm going to be honest, nobody was good at foreign policy in the 50s and 60s. Like nobody was because that was like peak American exceptionalism. We were the top of the world. We saw ourselves as the top of the world and we didn't really understand our own limits. Um, And that was the biggest issue in the United States and part of a very shortened version of why Vietnam happened the way it did. Um... Dude, you know, I think who's was like, honestly, I'm trying to think. the. I love how the, we just like started going off on We're going to go back to Obama at one point. <laughs> but no, you think he was like, honestly, the in that time, I'm trying to think who actually was the best foreign policy wise in the 1900s. I would dare to say they were all horrific. We know this. <laughs> I dare to say Eisenhower. That's fair. Only because... He, even though he was not great at it, mm. in some ways he understood the military industrial complex I mean, he was better. Eisenhower, though. I know, but he understood it and actually was like, don't be that, right? Mm-hmm. But in some ways, he also didn't know how to fight against it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, and also, yeah, he had bad people in his cabinet that yeah. like wanted it. So it was just like he picked bad people. And so, but he was honestly one of the few presidents who I think actually did not want the milita- military yeah. industrial complex to happen. But he didn't really know how to fight it, which I I'm not going to say he's my favorite, but I have some of the most respect to Eisenhower as a president. Yeah. Um, There are a lot of things I take issue with Eisenhower. I'm not saying I don't, but I will say, I guess if I have to pick a president, I'm like, I guess they're the best. It's going to be Eisenhower, even though I know he's also hella problematic in so many different ways. Yeah. We'll have a favorite or least favorite president. Okay, back to Obama because, whoa, <laughs> way to divert from the topic. When we start talking about LBJ. Told you. LBJ triggers me so so much. Uh, I don't it's just, he's, 
See, I can't rant about OBJ because he's also, a, once again, one of the politicians who I've you read about. You still love OBJ, I remember. I, I think if I... He's definitely not going to be my top ten the worst. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, um, that's fair. But it's just like, God, he could have been so good. Like, the war on poverty. Oh, it's so you good. Just, you just wanted something else. He was so close. He was so close. Okay. Yeah, I don't I like think that's. Here. I think that's why. He was just... He was... Mm, he was right there he could see it i will say he was probably he's probably one of the least racist presidents we've had which is hilarious because like a decade before hella racist against black people at least um let's not talk about asian people because obviously vietnam happened um yeah uh, part of the reason because there's a view of the vietnamese and we're like we can't be beaten by them that's one of the reasons why they went so hard in vietnam like we can't be beat by the vietnamese because they are southeast asian uh, this is a real thing that's a real reason Whatever. Okay, moving on. Ugh. Moving on. OBJ could have been better. That's the sum <laughs> of that. He could have been the best, but he ended up not being. Whatever. Um. Okay. So the look away shit. Okay. So actually, I think one of the things uh, most people don't know this actually. So I really wanted to say this in the the podcast. Mm-hmm. One of the things is so you know Flint, Michigan, the water was crap, and the government actually knew it was. Yeah. Way before. So after they're trying to clean up their image, whatever, until Obama comes to Flint, Michigan. And theoretically, they supposedly put water in from Flint. Mm -hmm. They don't because, of course, it's not healthy and they still know it's not. But he says the water is fine and drinks it in front of an auditorium of people who are what? Mostly black Mm -hmm. and says it's fine. So he the president of the United States comes to your town and says the water is fine to drink. And he knows goddamn it isn't. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that the first time that he had done that, I was like fuck people are trusting you to tell them if it's true or not people and it's not and it yeah it still isn't it still is not fine like flint michigan don't drink that water like it's still bad but he had the audacity to stand in front of other black people that's why black people see obama as this hero it pissed mm-hmm. me off he doesn't care about you he does not care no. about you he literally did that to you telling you it was safe to drink how many people went home and drank that water too many and then got sick and now we'll we'll never know the full impact that's had on that community we just won't but we know it's not gonna be great Mm -mm. and so i think that's one of the honestly one of the worst things he's ever done because how could you do that to people because that's why like we just said like when people said that obama didn't take care of us in the midwest he did not he didn't what are you doing (laughs) <laughs> why did you do that to those people because what are those people in Flint, michigan poor black and white people people and immigrants right like th- those are the people who live in that town i think there's definitely with obama and with most actually no with all establishment politicians whether republican or democrat it's an issue of class yeah it's like there is rampant classism where like they have a certain view and again i think this is why and I've talked to a lot of people. I was not shocked when Trump won. And part of that has to do with, like, I come of working class to poor background. Yeah. And so I know those people who are like, I've been screwed over again and again by politicians. Whereas establishment people who are, like, used to just kind of, like, the status quo of how politics works were like, oh, these people have brains and can vote. Yeah. Um, we're not dumb. We know that what you're doing doesn't help us at all and that you hate us. Like, yeah. let's be real. We know you hate poor people. Exactly. Um, yeah, that was a huge problem that he had. And also because he definitely hasn't been wealthy all his life, Obama. But he had been wealthy for a very long time. It's that, like, racks to riches American story. Yeah, exactly. Of, like, you have to be this person in order to gain respect for anything. And it's this idea that anybody can do that, and it's not true. And he bought his own bullshit. Exactly. He bought his own story. Okay? Mm -hmm. And not even saying, right, like, I think in some ways my life mirrors his in some ways because, yeah, live in a single-parent home. I ended up going to a private school, went to Mm -hmm. a private college, probably going to go get out of this with debt, maybe even go to law school, so it actually mirrors it in that way. But you know what's different between Obama and I? I don't think it's because everyone could do what I did. I don't think everyone has the options I did. I don't think that at all. I think how it's crazy that I got here mm-hmm. despite it. Right? So I think 
that's the problem is he bought it. He bought that everyone could go and do what he did. I think there's also because I also I also bought into it for a while. Yeah. When I was doing it, I think we both did for a little bit until and I think something we don't talk about when you are that person that is living out that story is like there are some severe consequences that come with that of like with your family with your own mental health oh yeah and like with this like imposter syndrome of like i'm not supposed to be here this isn't supposed to be me yeah and like trying to hide one aspect of your life to kind of show like the other generally like middle class or upper class people you are surrounded with yeah of trying to be like i'm you when you're not them no definitely i definitely think i I desperately tried to hide we just how rough it was for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think it was finally like mm, sophomore junior year when I was like, I'm not going to hide that anymore because what's yeah. the point? Um, also, I think at worst and it became way more obvious that I was. So I was just like, I just have to accept that that's a part of me. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, like you said, I think it definitely makes you think, oh, I just got extremely lucky. Yeah. That's all this is. I mean, I know, like, and that doesn't even defeat, like, I know, Marin and I both worked hard while we were at Web. Mm-hmm. We work hard in college, like, of course. But, like, we're but not the only people who have worked the only hard. Pro- exactly. We're not the only people. There are so many people. Like, I met people in Denmark who, I met someone who actually applied to Williams and she didn't get in. Mm-hmm. And I know getting into Williams would have really helped her financially, because, of course, it would have met 100% financial needs, right? And I looked at her and was like, don't worry about that. You didn't get into that school. Mm-hmm. Also, be lucky because it seems like you're happy in your school, and I'm miserable <laughs> mine. But it doesn't. It doesn't mean that you work any less hard than I did. It does. That doesn't mean anything that you didn't get into the school, right? So, don't buy that shit, okay, people. It. You can work hard, and it's still not work out. Okay, so another look away shit is just the the fact that he didn't close Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. So torture continued under Barack Obama. And that's crazy. There's still, Guantanamo <laughs> Bay is still open, guys. I know, like, it's still open. So, and that's crazy because I actually, I for my job, I look up people who cover stories and so that my job convinced them to use this app, right? And one person I looked up did a story on Guantanamo Bay. And I was just like, God, this was so bad. Like, it, his pictures, their stories, like, I knew it was bad. But then it just reinforced, like, wow, this was really bad that he didn't close this down because a lot of people they ended up releasing them mm-hmm. that's what made it crazy is that very few people probably if any there actually have ever been convicted of a thing yeah, no, they and that's what's crazy it's like essentially no one in there has really been convicted they just took them up or like here you go you have to be here we're gonna torture you tell us what we want to know and it's like wait what they don't have any due process like, anywhere and also U.S. can really get away with it because it's not even on U.S. soil, mm-hmm. technically. Yeah. So that's it's how a war crime. It, yes. Under the U.N., but you know who has a lot of power in the U.N.? US. The United States. Um, I think humanitarian law is also bullshit. Oh, no, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which I studied it for a semester, and I was like, this is actually bullshit. Um, oh, there's also, I guess, something else about, like, illegal shit the U.S. is doing that I need to look more into and I really want to is the annexation of Hawaii because that was technically illegal. Uh probably <laughs> like i need to look more into it but that was technically legal the hawaii should not be a state of the united states it should be its own country i need to look more into the facts around that but i do know that there has been a lot around that too. yeah i mean let's be honest the u.s all of it but illegal like what are oh, you yeah. doing like if you really think about how the u.s especially gained all this land especially mm-hmm. when it had took the land from mexico Come on now. Was that all <laughs> completely legal? No. Hell no. No. So. Some more look away shit. But that's yeah. not just Obama. Like Obama did not annex Hawaii. Um, but that yeah. is like one of the major things U.S. did illegally. Um, but I guess what my major look away things is the first one's LGBT rights. Obviously he's known yeah. as like the president for same sex marriage. And I think this is a whole other bigger issue with modern LGBT rights movements is really starting. I want to say 90s. Um, is when really marriage became the key issue with like major LGBT organizations Ooh, and everything. Just, just a second. We're really going to have a podcast on this. I know, but like just... You can keep going. Go, go, My go. look away shit for Obama is this. Where he's known for marriage, 
Yeah. But we just now, like, less than a month ago, got the right to work, basically. Like, people were legally allowed to fire us up until a month ago for being LGBT. And we couldn't technically do anything about it. Like, we could try, but it doesn't mean we're going to get anywhere. Now, it's like, we're finally under civil rights law. You can't fire us for being LGBT. Um, but there's also other issues of, like, again, class and drugs that does with the LGBT community. That, like, is look away. Obama didn't do anything for that. The only thing we got under Obama was marriage. And that only affects certain people. Because for me, at 16 years old, I didn't really give a shit. I mean, I cared because, like, yeah, they can get married now. But, like, I was, again, I was 16. had, like, no intention of getting married anytime soon. So. Yeah, definitely. And, of course, we'll talk about it because we're actually going to podcast about that movement yeah. as a whole. Yeah, because that's all moderates are going to give you. Symbolic shit. Yeah. Like. I'm okay with some symbolic shit. Don't get me wrong. Not to say LGBT, like same-sex marriage shouldn't be a thing. It definitely it should, be. But, but there are other problems that... But they knew that was probably the easiest path to go mm-hmm. because it wouldn't have to take anything um, that actually would dismantle the class structure, yeah. right? So that was something you could give gay people. You could give gay rich pe- people, rich right? Rich gay people, yeah. And then that would help them. You get their votes, like whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're right. There there were definitely, like, who doesn't want, like, get married if you want to. Is there problems mm-hmm. with marriage? Yes, but whatever. We'll but there's on. also other, and I feel like we're ignored. There are a lot of other LGBT issues. That were ignored. Yeah, exactly. Healthcare, like, to this day. I think, like, now recently, specifically, has been explicit. Um, doctors are allowed to refuse to care for trans yeah. patients. Like, which that is, is currently an issue. Which I'm like, isn't that against your oath? Are you supposed to do no- not? Not <laughs> like, according to current politics and I'm law. Like, that's they are allowed to do that. Um, I again, just don't Obama understand why would you? Because I don't understand why you would deny someone health care. Like, there's how many shows have they done a show about where uh, the black person has to treat the racist, mm-hmm. right? And they choose to because they're like, I hate you, but also I don't think you should die, right? Like yeah. that's so. But like, I think that's what kills me. It's like you wouldn't treat someone who's trans. Okay, you don't think this is real. What, whatever. It's also like a position of power. Exactly. Because generally cis doctors have a position of power in like a political sense over yeah. trans people, just like with privilege and everything. Whereas let's say a trans doctor is training a trans folk. They don't have that same position of power over that person. So, and it's also this idea that we have to be the bigger people. But that's like a different, that's a different issue. If like we have to be the bigger people in those situations and they don't. My last thing is drugs. War on drugs, Obama did nothing for. Marijuana is still a class one or schedule one drugs in yeah. most states. Yeah. Uh, and that's my final thing with Obama. Yeah. I will caveat. I mean, I agree with you definitely. Mm-hmm. The one thing he decided to do finally, like his last two years, was something like he finally, you remember, you know how crack cocaine and like cocaine will have like different, mm-hmm. um, like, it's 100 to 1 sensing. Now it's 10 to 1, so I guess it's better. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's all he did. <laughs> I had to be fair, though, but, like, that's all. That's still a look way shit. Yeah, still a look Like, I feel like people kind of ignore that. Yeah, exactly. Especially two more things, but I'm going to try to make this quick so we're not too long. But mm-hmm. the other thing is that he drone strikes. Oh, yeah. Horrific under Obama. He did more than even George W. Bush did. Mm-hmm. So how... How, dude? Are you serious that you <laughs> did more than that, dude? He went to when two your wars. policy was worse than George W. Bush. In some ways, it really was. That's what's crazy. It's like his foreign policy was worse. What is with Democrats an awful foreign policy? Yeah, there's... I don't understand. I'm trying to think of the last... Same few. thing with progressives, honestly. Like, yeah. not to spill tea, but also to spill tea. I mean, no, they are. Because, one, we're built... Like, even though we tried to shed the American exceptionalism and most progressives really succeed in that the one place of that you can't and that it's harder to do and even though I still I still push back against myself and be like hey think about this really it's foreign policy yeah because one we literally are isolated right we are don't we have our whole continent almost we just have north and south of us exactly so but if we did live I think truly if we lived if we were like in Europe Mm-hmm. we're different. like encapsulated exactly i think there's a different discussion about that but yeah we really have i think people are getting we've never better. had war on our own soil and yeah, i think we didn't start <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no i definitely think i think people are getting better 
I think normally, if people still call themselves progressive, mm-hmm. look at their foreign policy politics because it is normally a little problematic. But I think socialists are better, are getting better at it, mm-hmm. and are getting like are realizing, okay, we need to think about this differently. What does this mean? Let's not support coups, right? Like yeah. people are getting better, and I just think that's just time because I think our generation really has just grown up in American exceptionalism. Mm-hmm probably the more than like the people in the 50s let's be honest yeah right. um i mean american exceptionalism that is something like everybody born in the united states has to confront like i've had to confront it many times yeah you've had to, we all like no matter how progressive you are or you conservative you are you have to confront this idea of like america first american number one because we all were raised with it we all have some internalized american exceptionalism in us and how we view history, how we view current foreign policy, I think specifically, is really where it comes out for most people. Um, it's something we all have to confront and, like, address. Because it's taught to us from since we've been born. Basically. Right? You are taught that every single day. And mm-hmm. so that's very hard to um, unlearn. Um, okay, so drone strikes were horrific. Okay, my last thing, and um, it actually is that he did shit for black people. And black yeah. people still love him. And I'm not saying you have to hate Obama. I I wouldn't. I don't hate many people. He's getting there though. If he keep um, whitewashing George W. Bush, I'm, yeah. I'm he's putting he's gonna be put in the hate category. He's about to be put Dick Cheney. Okay. <laughs> he really looked in that presidency and you're like, what did you do for Blackfield? Nothing. He really did nothing. Like it's not like he. He was a symbol. Yeah, he was, was a it. symbol. That was it. And in some ways, I definitely think like, okay, I get why he didn't talk about race more, but I'm also like. Dude, they were going to hate you no matter what you did. Republicans were not going to be your friends. Just Mm -mm. be bold for once in your life. And he did nothing to help criminal justice reform. Nothing. He did nothing to help black people really do it poverty. He decided to blame it on that, like, there wasn't uh, black fathers in the home. But that's also, like, an issue of elitism. But exactly. So that's what we talked about. Is like he has that problem. It's like he is black, but he's also elitist. So Mm -hmm. he never dealt with that issue. And so that came across in his policies. Mm -hmm. Like always. The fact that he thought like you just need black people, black fathers in the home. Mm -mm. Guess what? What if the black father is in the home? That shouldn't matter. Mm -mm. That shouldn't matter. We need to make policies like if the black father is in the home, fine. What are we going to do about that? Also, black women aren't the only single mothers. My mom was essentially single mom. Um, I've 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 met so many single parents. Most of the single parents I know aren't black. That's because I really didn't know a lot of black people until I got into middle school. Met you, went to Agnes in Atlanta, and honestly, like, again. So for me, it was always weird to be like, why are we always stereotyping black people like this? The only single parents I know are white. Um, exactly, exactly. So and they continuously do that, but that was his solution to black people. Yeah. We need to have the black father's home or we need to have mentorship programs, which is not saying that's good. But if that's your only thing, that's your only plan. Being having a mentor is only going to get you so far if you don't have food at home. Mm-hmm. It's only going to get you so far if, if your, your parents, schools aren't funded. Exactly. So that was the problem. It was just like that his the lens that he was seeing that issue in I was have so much to say about education. On so that bad. we'll have an education podcast. Okay. I mean, we might have to have like forks. I have so much to say about Dude, it. We already read it about like LBJ in this <laughs> podcast. Let's be, <laughs> let's stay focused for five seconds. Um, so I think those are mainly the things I'm not even going to say that Obama, like I definitely think his presidency, the only reason why people can't really critique Obama from the left always is that people who are moderate think, that we're shitting Obama and that we're just like the right. The right would just be racist to Obama, mm-hmm. right? And that's it. And any person on the left would have defended Obama during those years. He's been racist and weirdly Islamophobic. It was, it exactly. was a whole thing. And when Obama was not Muslim. That's why it was just crazy. I was like, no, he's a devout Christian. <laughs> like, what are you doing? So that was what was interesting. It's like, no, he's actually a Christian. That so you would really agree with me. him on that. So I don't understand why you're trying to make that an issue. And so uh, moderate people never thought that Never took the less criticism of Obama seriously, mm-hmm. which is a problem because they should have because they, then they wouldn't have put Hillary Clinton, but whatever. And so, but he did do extremely bad things. Yeah. And that needs to be looked at. He did some bad things. He did some, like, shady things. I mean, yeah, his foreign policy was completely shady. Like, there were two or a few things that, like, made it, re- was like, oh, that's a good thing, but that's it. And we talked about those things. So 
I just think that hopefully this is the lens about the good, the mm-hmm. bad, and the liquidation of Barack Hussein. Obama. Obama. God, that middle name. Who gave him that middle name? So bad. That's why everyone thought you were Muslim. <laughs> so, but that's all I have to say. Anything else, Miranda? No. This was I'm Woken Tired, and I hope you enjoyed. Bye. Bye.